0: This is the Primal Ryan Podcast, and I'm Ryan Parnum, and I am passionate about helping average, everyday adults achieve great health. The ideas, opinions, and topics discussed in this podcast are mine and my own. None of what I say constitutes as medical advice. Please get clearance from your medical provider before embarking on any sort of nutritional or exercise program. What's up everybody, Ryan Parnum here with the Primal Ryan Podcast. It is Friday, October, what is it, October 13th. Oh yeah, Friday the 13th. So um, yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, today I'm going to talk a little bit about my ultra marathon experience last weekend. And uh, yeah, uh, overall things are going well. I'm, you know, in school working on my doctorate degree. It's been challenging, to say the least, so just trying to keep up with that. Uh, family's doing good, heading to Colorado next week uh, for a few days, a little fall break. Um, yeah, so this past Saturday, October 7th, I uh, did my 30-mile ultra marathon at uh, Farmdale Reservoir, which is here uh, in the Peoria area. It's kind of right in between East Peoria and Washington. Uh, It's my favorite place where I do all my uh, training. Uh, It's great for hiking, uh, trail running, um, mountain biking. People ride horses there and stuff too. And every fall they host an ultramarathon. So if you're not familiar, what is an ultramarathon? An ultra marathon is uh anything longer than a traditional marathon uh, which is twenty six point two miles, so anything that surpasses that twenty six point two mile mark is considered to be an ultra marathon Ultramarathons can be uh on on the road on a trail most of them I'd say especially most of the most like popular famous ones are on a trail or mostly mostly non paved um you know, my own personal history with running, I first got into ru- running, like, I think it was like after my eighth grade year, my dad used to run a lot. So I started running with him into my 20s. Um I uh did started doing some road races, some local stuff, you know, built up to a 10k, half marathon. And then, um I don't know, somewhere sometime around 2009 2010 i heard about ultra marathons this guy named dean Carnassus kind of put it on the map and uh um the the ultra marathons were really getting popular in like the late 2000s early 2010s found out you know some guys i knew from church and that were doing them and training for them and found out about farmdale the farmdale uh ultra marathon so Long story short, started training with these friends um, every Saturday morning, fell in love with trail running, had zero desire to ever go back to road running. I mean, I still did it some and still do it some, but um, trail running is just just awesome. Um, So my first ultra marathon was in 2011 uh, at Farmdale. I was 32 years old. And that particular race, just the way the course was laid out, ended up being 33 miles. It was a cool experience. I remember it was really hot out. um, And it was really uh, a a really cool thing to accomplish at the time. Uh, That following year, I really started to get into this, into the trail running, the ultras. I did a 50 mile race um, at Pottawatomie in early 2012. That was actually really challenging because it was really rainy and it's a tough course. Um, and, uh, that fall of 2012, I did a 30 mile race again at Farmdale, trained really hard for that, had a really good time, like five hours and 18 minutes. Um, and then I didn't do another ultra until 2016 at age 37 up at Kettle Moraine. I did a 31 mile, um, uh, 50 K is basically what it was. So I did that with a friend and so from 2016 until this past weekend, I did no ultras. I kind of got, Oh, you know, burnt, not burnt out on it. Just like I had done it and it was over with. And, um, you know, so why, why do an ultra? There's really no reason to do an ultra from like a health or fitness standpoint. Um, it doesn't mean you're healthier because you can run an ultra marathon, right? There's kind of like a, um, A point of uh, diminishing returns when it comes to exercise right so once you hit a certain amount of activity whether that's cardio strength training you know whatever like there's a point of diminishing returns and in some cases there might be a point where um it's not good for you so you could throw ultra marathons probably into that you know you don't need to do them you're way past the point of diminishing returns and if you're not careful it might not actually be good for you so it's you know if you do them every once in a while, like I, I haven't done one in a long time, I trained to do this one, that's probably fine, right? There's people that do lots of them in a calendar year. I was run running for a while with this uh, um, younger lady, she was like in her early 30s, and she was using this 30 mile race to train for her like fourth 100 mile race for this calendar year. So that's probably a bit much that puts you really higher at risk for injury and burnout and such. So anyways, so why do them? I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to do, right? It's, it's a physical and it's a mental challenge. Um, a lot of people have never, don't even know ultramarathons exist when they find out, well, you're running 30 miles. That's insane. How do you, how do you do that? You know? So, it's just, and when I first heard about it, I was like, "What? That's crazy. It seems seems impossible, but it's not. You know, if you push your body, you, you train the right way, anything's possible. So, it's like a it's like a life metaphor, you know. Like while you're doing these long races, you know, and and there's uh, you know there's even train, there's uneven train, there's ups and there's downs uh, you know, literally and figuratively in terms of the, the terrain goes downhill and goes uphill and then there's ups and downs in terms of how you feel, you know, for a certain amount of time you feel amazing and then sometimes you don't feel good. It's really like a life metaphor, you know, so accomplishing, you know, an ultra, the, finishing an ultra marathon or, you know, some people like to do like Ironmans or whatever, like it's just a great accomplishment and I think it makes you, makes you stronger and more resilient, you know the other reason to do an ultra marathon is being in nature. I love being in nature, just the sights, the sounds, the smells, the way my my feet sound when they hit the the trail, the way it feels, just feeling all the terrain um, you know you 're just very in tune to what 's going on uh, much more so than when you 're like running on the road because running on the road is just kind of boring and it 's flat and whatever, and you 're not as high a risk of tripping and stuff like that so you 're just very in tune. And, and paying attention to your surroundings and, and that's not common these days, right? Because we're so like, lost in our phones and all these other distractions. So I usually don't listen to music or anything. I'm just soaking it all up, you know, my my what's around me and, and it's very relaxing in a way, even though you're exercising, it's also very relaxing, every step you take there's purpose in it right every step every decision you make on that trail there's purpose in it or during the race Um, if you go too hard you don't push yourself hard enough Um, those 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 types of mental decisions right keeps you very engaged Um, and just the community right so I've done a lot of ultras with friends Um, There's great camaraderie, great support, a fun community of like-minded people, supportive people, just a lot of just a very fun atmosphere the race directors, the volunteers, the participants. It's just it's just a lot of fun. Um, so my my training leading up to this um, i had not the last few years I have not done much running. I always did a little bit i 'd do some sprints i 'd go out to Farmdale and run i 'd do a trail run every once in a while. but I seriously started training for this in July when my son 's travel baseball season was over and i 'd only run three to four days a week i didn 't do a lot of weekly mileage um I'd, I'd go to i'd do two to three runs of like three to five miles maybe one of those is like a speed session and then the key with these ultras is getting at, you know a weekly long run in and for me that was like an eight to twi- eight to twelve mile run um at farmdale um you know ideally i would have pushed that up to 20 like i had in the past when i done did this but just life is life is busy and it's just you know carving out time to do a 20 mile training run that takes, you know, four hours or whatever, just is hard to do that. Um, I, uh, my morning runs, I I typically train fasted just to optimize like aerobic efficiency, teaching my body to utilize fatty acids for fuel. Um, and that way, when I go into the race and I, and I do carb loading and that, um, you know, the body can switch between aerobic and anaerobic and, and those sorts of things. Um I maintain four days a week of strength training. That that never stops. I think that really actually helps quite a bit with being able to maintain uh, my body throughout uh, a 30-mile race. Um I increase my calories. I increase carb intake up to 200 to 300 grams a day. um, Cut back a little bit on fat. Of course, I maintain my protein. at. I never drop protein. That's one thing that never changes. Um, the last five days leading up to the race, I took it pretty easy, did one easy run. Otherwise, just did strength training, didn't do any other running because if you're not in shape, you know, those last five days, then those last five days are not going to get you in shape for the race. So I wanted my legs to be as fresh as possible. Carb loaded the day before. Lots of white rice. The day of the of the race, I got up about five o'clock in the morning. The race was at seven. I had some white rice, some eggs, um, some maltodextrin powder, some salt, um, and these like oat energy balls. Um, So I had you know probably eighty grams of carbs or so, maybe a little more than that. And the goal with doing that with carb loading, you don't need to carb load if you're doing anything less than like. 90 minutes or so um it's just not if you're doing a 10k race you don't need to carb load okay even a half marathon's borderline um but if you're doing these longer stuff beyond especially beyond 90 minutes or whatever um it's a good idea to do some carb loading you're basically trying to top off your glycogen stores in your muscles Your muscles contain most of it in your liver. That's basically like your stored carbohydrate. Um, So you want to top those off prior to going into these races where you're going to use a lot of energy. And it's hard to eat a lot of energy or consume a lot of energy during the race because your stomach can only process so much while you're exercising. So you don't want to go out with empty glycogen stores. You want your tank full. So the morning of the race, uh, this past Saturday, October 7th, great morning. It was cool. It was crisp. Temp was in the forties. I mean it felt great. And um I you know it was cold, you know, I, I was wearing, you know, thin shorts and a t shirt and I was freezing, you know, waiting for the race to start. But it's a good idea to start out cold when you run. Um you don't want to start out comfortable because that means you're gonna get hot. So anyways, took off. It's a single track taken off, so I I got out in front just because I don't want to be stuck behind people and it's a thirty-mile race, so it's three ten-mile loops, um, and I just felt phenomenal. I felt so good. I mean, I I can hardly remember a race where I had not felt better. And I was I was flying, um, and I I ran the first loop pretty quickly, and I was like, I think I might have been in. And to my I was thinking to myself, I think I'm in. I think I was in first place for that first loop. Um, and my pace for that first loop was like 942 pace, which is really fast on a trail. Um, trail running and road running times do not correlate at all because trail running, there's uneven terrain, ups and downs, um, hills you got to climb and, 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 and so anything under 12 minutes per mile is a decent pace. Anything under 10 minutes a mile is, is really fast. So for, for me as an old guy, 44, uh, doing that first loop at 942, that was pretty fast. I didn't really mean to go out that fast. I just felt really, really good. And then, so I get to the aid station that's halfway through the loop, which was mile 15, and I know a guy that was working there, and he told me I was in first place for the 30-mile race. So I was like, uh, I was kind of alarmed by that, to be honest with you. Like, I didn't want to, that meant I was probably running too fast. Even though I felt phenomenal, I was, a, I was like, shoot, I probably went out of the gates too quickly, and this is going to catch up to me. So anyways, long story short, at mile 17, the girl that ended up winning, uh, she, I ran with her for most of the first loop, and then we separated, and then she caught back up to me, and we ran together a little bit, and then she passed me. So I, basically, I led for the first 17 miles, which is crazy. So anyways, I hit mile 20, which is the start of the third loop, and I kind of hit a wall. I I was afraid it was going to come, and it did. Like, my legs were just super heavy feeling, super sore, in a way I'd never really felt before. I didn't really, like, it was a weird pain, just like my, all, both legs just hurt, my feet hurt, and I couldn't get them to move faster. Like, my heart and lungs felt fine. Like, I wasn't, like, out of breath or anything like that. I just couldn't get my legs to work. So, um so I pushed through that last loop took me a little bit a lot longer than the first two but I was way ahead you know from from uh running so fast those first couple loops that you know I pushed through I finished that that uh, third loop finished the race and my goal was to finish in under six hours and I finished in five hours and 44 minutes um, which was good enough for a fifth place overall I think there was like Maybe fifty people signed up and forty six completed it. So I was happy with that. I wasn't running to place or anything. So the girl that I had run run with who ended up winning, she finished in like five hours and two minutes. So she really um she really picked it up and she probably did negative splits, meaning each loop was subsequently faster. Whereas mine I, I my first loop is really fast, second loop was pretty good, my third one was a lot slower. So um anyhow. Uh, if I could go back and do it differently, I would have tried to get more weekly volume in and I would have started out a little slower and tried to make each loop a little bit faster as opposed to the opposite of that. But honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like whatever, you know, my goal was just to run this race, finish, prove to myself that I could still do it, have fun. And I did had good support from a couple good friends that showed up to cheer me on as I came through the start finish area. Um, and then my dad was there at the end and yeah, so it was good. I was I was tired. I was I was tired when I was done. I went home. Uh took took a nice hot shower and fell asleep on the couch and um and yeah, and then uh that, that evening I I felt pretty good and my wife and I uh just had, you know, dinner at home and my legs were sore but I wasn't in any like ridiculous pain or anything like that. And by the next day, like my legs were still sore like my hamstrings and my quads, my knees were a little sore but not bad. And then by Monday, honestly, I didn't didn't really feel much of anything. So um and today's Friday and everything's 100% recovered. I I didn't do much running this week. Um one day I think I ran like 2 miles. Um, and otherwise I did my strength training and here I am. So anyway, so that was the experience of my ultra marathon this past weekend. And, uh, you know, you don't have to do anything crazy like that, but, uh, go, go out and do something, you know, set a goal, train for it, and then meet and achieve, uh, meet your goal, so you know, exceed your, your whatever you, expectation you set for yourself. It's a good life lesson. It's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger in lots of different areas of your life. So anyhow, I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Primal Ryan podcast. For more information, check out primalryan.com.